following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Just for the record, we got a sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to 46. <laughs> LeBron, I'm going to make a deal for you. You come to Phoenix, oh, you got Chris McCrane? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. This week, we're going to talk about some all-star break activities, some game recaps that came before the break, and then we'll talk about some changes we want to see out of the Suns when they come back from the all-star break. My name is Charlie Erling. I have David McGraw and Davin Mitch Krumpetich with me. How's it going, guys? Shout out. To mango diet coke oh are you on those new diet cokes aren't there like a bunch of them yeah they're not are. sponsored by the way no it's not. <laughs> but if, but if, if you you're interested to. in sponsoring us <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i've tried the feisty cherry and whatever the mango Ooh, one is. feisty cherry the feisty cherry just tastes like a cherry diet coke it doesn't taste any different that sounds good though but it is, it is good but that mango one it tastes like mango and then, like, at the end of the mango taste is, like, the Diet Coke. Huh. Interesting. It's, like, actually good. So I, I need to try out the raspberry and the peach. I'm not going to try the ginger lemon or whatever. I don't Or ginger lime. I don't care about that. But the mango. Five Davids out of David. <laughs> five Davids out of David. All right. <laughs> Speaking of shout-outs and five Davids out of David, uh, shout-out for uh anyone who leaves a review on itunes five stars if you leave a comment on on those itunes reviews i will shout you out this week i want to thank pro rida three and i realize i missed this one from a couple weeks ago so sorry for missing you here's a special shout out i'll say your name again pro rida three i don't know maybe look that up on twitter see if that person uses the same name for their twitter handle and shout out to Inventive Tim for leaving a review. So yeah, go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and I will shout you out. Yeah, just a five David review, and you get that shout out on the show. Five so, Davids out of David. Five There we go. Okay, let's start off with the All-Star Game festivities, and let's not mess around here. Three-point contest first. I think that was, I don't know, maybe as a Suns fan, that was the most exciting part of the night. But I think it was a little more entertaining than the skills competition and the dunk contest this year as well. So, our boy Devin Booker broke a record under the new uh, one full rack of money balls rule. He made 28? 28. That's, That's crazy. Clay made 27 last year. So, we knew that that last round would be pretty interesting when it was uh, Clay trying to get Booker's 28, but in both rounds in this three-point contest, Booker made seven in a row, and it felt like he was just not going to miss for the rest of the round after that, and like Devin Booker in his shot form built for the three-point contest. 
Yeah, if you got a pretty shot, you you're gonna do pretty well in three point contests. I feel like that's just a given because it seems like it works. Clay Thompson and Devin Booker, probably two of the most aesthetically pleasing jump shots you can ever see. Both have had really good showings in multiple three point contests, not just one. Um, so Devin Booker, twenty eight, highest score with a with a full money ball rack. It is, he hit 20 out of 25 shots, which is tied for second. There was, I don't remember the name of the guy that hit 25 without a money ball rack. I don't remember his name, but, uh, he, that's, that's the, that's the highest, uh, that's the highest amount, uh, that of hit shots in that one, uh, 20 out of 25 is tied for second. That's what Booker has or had. And yeah, just looked so good and definitely was in the zone for that last round i don't think it was as as good of a three-point contest as the two years ago in toronto i think it was where the final three was steph clay and booker i think that contest was way better um uh, there were a ton of more 20 scores and this one didn't have as many but this was a good three-point contest still minus paul george and kyle lowry yeah, I mean, it's always good to see a Suns player win anything. So, uh, a little out of the ordinary for us there. But, yeah, happy to see Booker win this. And we know for sure now that Booker will be back in the three-point contest next year because the the rule, the unwritten rule, is the winner has to come back the next year. So, uh, it'll be exciting to see Booker in the 2019 three-point shooting contest. And... The 2019 All-Star Game. He'll be busy. Calling he it now. better be there for the calling All-Star it now. Game. You're calling it? I like it. I like it. Get the guy a little help around him, and he'll be in the All-Star Game for sure. Okay, so the dunk contest. Uh, the one thing that really stuck stuck out to us Suns fans was when Larry Nance came out, did the quick change into his dad's old Suns uni, and then did the did the cradle dunk. Yeah. Is that a cradle? Is that what you call that? Yeah. It sucks that he missed his first one, but it was really nice. And then, like, today you get to see all the exact side-by-sides of him and his dad doing the exact same dunk in the same jersey. Really cool stuff. But I just have a bone to pick with the dunk contest nowadays, and I think if you miss your first dunk, it takes all the air out of the, abil- out of the building, out of your attempt – and the contest as a whole, really. That just really... Do a dunk you know you can make on your first shot. That's my thing. I will give... And can we? Can these judges, like, not give 48s to the first dunk? Like, these guys are just warming up, and you set the bar at 48. Like, 48 out of 50, by the way, not 100, as you probably know. But just going to make sure that that's clear. Like... These first dunks, no one should be getting a 48 on their first dunk. That's crazy. That was the big problem with the Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon dunk contest two years ago. Was not that like these dudes weren't doing crazy dunks, but like when you give everything like such a high score, and then Gordon has the ridiculous where he's sitting on the ball dunk, and like that has to be a 50 because that's all you can give. And then it's like, well, Levine's dunk was like really good too, but like. If everything's a 50, like, where where do you go? Like, what do you do? I'd feel a lot better if I knew all of the referees have at least touched a regulation hoop net. 
in their lives because you know Khaled. Hey, can't don't talk smack on poor Khaled. And he's he's there judging dunks. I don't know how I feel about the celebrity judges either. No. While they, in I mean, LA though, I suppose. And well, and do they know what to look for? I mean, the perfect example is this Larry Nance dunk where he threw it off the backboard and then caught it in midair and tapped it off the backboard again and dunked it. That was amazing. That was so cool. But like he called for the replay right away because he knew all the judges didn't see what he did at all. Like, maybe if we had guys who were a little bit more knowledgeable, they would catch that without having to see a replay right away. I mean, you needed the replay for sure to see how amazing it was. But I don't know. I think I think it's telling when a guy has to say, make sure you look at the replay. Yeah. And we're not calling out Dr. J here. No. I, I, oh, just, I was just about to say, right. like, poor Dr. J like having to sit on that panel with mark Wahlberg and like and like just be mac. there and be like mac what am i doing here why am i here <laughs> <laughs> like get you gotta get like guys that have been in the contest and like know that kind of stuff or guys that like have an eye and could see that kind of stuff you can't get like you can't try and turn it into like a reality tv show here's an idea could we get, like, the last five dunk contest winners to be the judge? Like, I was gi- given that they're not participating? I was just going to say, like, Aaron Gordon should have been judging that. Yeah. Zach Levine was uh, in the players-only broadcast. I think he should have been judging, too. Like, get a few of those guys in. That'd be – I think they'd be a little more honest about it, too, because they're, they're like, I can do that. That's only innate. You know, you should you should legitimately right. have like any guy that has possibly had like a legendary dunk or some sort of stuff in those contests. Like Nance Senior should be on that panel, like doing stuff. Like I get this year, like not being yeah. on it because of the kids there, but like actually like have him on that panel. Have like that way, Doctor Jade isn't up there and just seems like an afterthought of like, oh yeah, we need someone up there. Like you should have Dominique Wilkins. You should have like Nance Sr. Dr. J should be along with his peers. You should look into having a Vince Carter, a Jason Richardson, like these guys that have had just ridiculous dunks. Those guys should be on that panel. Yeah, Vince Carter should have been up there to tell Donovan Mitchell that that was a weak recreation recreation of his reverse 360 windmill. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he dunked it, but the way Vince did it was so much better. That's the, I was kind of upset when I saw that. I hope Vince was too. <laughs> I, I just think that in, in all reality, the dunk contest is like you can't get that high that was the Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Like you, you just no, you can't that so reach good. that right now. And like there were a couple like really interesting like dunks, and Dennis Smith Jr. tried to do like that similar like Aaron Gordon dunk where he did like the reverse like double pump basically but he's just way shorter and he missed it the first time and like whatever but like you you got you got to have something there like some more creativity and like we just we're just not there because like it's so hard to do different things when guys like when it feels like so many different things have been done and like we we got to try and stop chasing i feel like that Toronto dunk contest. That's a good point. But, you know, like, 
Nance's dunk where he sort of double ooped it to himself. I had never seen that. No, the double like tap was before. great. No, that maybe was you cool. can call the the Steve Francis when he pounded it off the glass and then dunked it. That was a long time ago. Dating yourself, Surprised Chuck. I remember that. That was, but <laughs> but uh, I like seeing new things like that. Guys should come up with new stuff, and that's what we should see at the dunk contest. You should I be guess. seeing dunks that are impossible to do in game. Like yeah, yeah. J- just yeah. because of like either like the momentum you need to get to actually do it, or like whatever it may be. Like these should be dunks that like are ridiculously hard athletically and like are pushing that athletic boundary like of like how hot how much hang time you can get how much like uh, all that kind of stuff like and and that's tough because like that was that yeah. entire aaron gordon and zach levine dunk contest was like all right how how much time can we get up in the air to actually be able to do something to try and one up the other yeah with all of this being said like these are all valid complaints for sure but i think larry nance jr did a great job i was a big fan of everything he did i loved the tribute to his dad that was super cool as a Suns fan and i'm a big fan of larry nance jr because he went to the university of wyoming i'm from wyoming gotta give a shout out to the motherland um and now that he doesn't play for the lakers i can really like him i mean i'm not crazy about the Cavs either but the Cavs aren't the lakers by any means so um I just thought it was great, and I was rooting for him the whole time. I, th- I think him and Dennis Smith go. Jr. had the best dunks. Yep. Totally agree. And the guy we haven't brought up yet, like this just kind of drives home my point. How much did it suck to watch Victor Oladipo put on the Black Panther mask and then go miss a dunk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he made it the next time, I think, but just that one miss really takes it out. Really I takes mean, it out. Aaron Gordon tried to do that drone dunk that just didn't work, or like, what was it, three or four years ago, where Harrison Barnes was doing that 2K ad promo, or like he they were had body trackers or some dumb stuff like on him, so that way they could recreate his dunk in 2K, and you could buy the dunk package, and he missed every single <laughs> dunk and didn't do it, and then they like they showed the like they showed up on the screen like you can do this dunk in game, and it's like oh like he didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing 2K, they still sold it with for like 15 million VC. Skills contest sucks. The, yeah, oh, I yeah. don't even oh, want yeah. to talk. No, just uh, get rid of it. It's no, so like here's uh, this is this anything is, Spencer Dinwiddie can win shouldn't be part <laughs> of All Star Weekend. <laughs> He's having a great season, but like seriously, this was going somewhere. This That's was legitimately good. going somewhere. So like. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't just a Spencer Dinwiddie insult. It wasn't a Spencer Dinwiddie roast, <laughs> or a Joel Embiid like basically trying to cheat to beat Laurie Markkinen. Um, like skills contest always sucks. Um, dunk contest, they're trying to ra- chase that high that they just can't do it. Three point contest really seems like one of the only things that like is entertaining, but like. That also like w- hit a real lull last year. It felt like um, this year. Obviously, we like it more because Booker won. Like, what do we need to do for All Star Saturday? Like to make it to get like that back that excitement. Like, what what do we need to do? Like, what things need to be changed? Do we need to like be like 
taking away like different things or trying to rotate like events like here's what i want make the celebrity game a three game series and put one friday saturday and sunday i love the celebrity (laughs) game (laughs) get some get some rivalries going some bad blood and but no kevin hart no kevin hart and bring back the other property brother and then we're kevin hart kevin hart the face of the all-star break yeah Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'd rather see DJ Khaled out there. <laughs> put DJ Khaled in the all-star celebrity game. No, put him in the all-star game. <laughs> Why not? But okay, sorry. I'm going to derail us for just a second. The celebrity game was great. It was like competitive this year. I love the celebrity game. If you didn't Mitch, watch it, go back and a, watch it. <laughs> you just have a giant crush on Rachel Benita. <laughs> Who doesn't, though? Fair point. But even when she wasn't in, it was still great. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Except if it was we needed great. the other prop. One of those property brothers can dunk. I I can't remember if it was the one who was in this one or not, but I've seen one of them do it before. Bring back the other property brother. You know what? They can we get that hashtag going? Can we can we get hashtag bring back the other property brother going, please? Yeah, it's terrible to split up brothers on the basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen that firsthand. You know what we should do? Is we should make like we should make during All Star Weekend, like every single or not every single, but like get a bunch of like old players, like legends and stuff, and make them do like some of these contests. And like some of that kind of stuff, or like maybe do like a half like of a game, or something, or like you're like, all right. oh, that that'd be cool. That reminds me, what I did used to enjoy in the All Star games before I think the skills challenge took over is when they'd have a All Star, a retired star from their team, and then was it a WNBA, a WNBA player, player as yeah. well from the city. And then they do that shooting contest. That was fun. Yeah, that's great. Like, I like that that's, too. That's that gets more exciting than watching two grown men do a like. What's what am I looking for here? Uh, a relay race. Cut this out. No. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> I can't think of it. The arm like people. Obstacle the course. Do Obstacle course. So rather than watching a few grown men run through an obstacle course and make a layup and a three-pointer, I'd rather see competition like that. Or even like a like a very involved game of pig or horse. So That'd be cool. Like guys have pre-planned shots rather than dunks kind of. Like in I that, like that type like of that. realm, I think I'd like that. The problem is with that is, one, Chris Bosh always won that shooting contest. His team for whatever – like. He would just be at half court, and, like, they could be behind or whatever, and then randomly Chris Bosh would nail the half court shot, like, on the first <laughs> try. That became just the Chris, Bo- Chris Bosh contest. Second off, they have tried to do that horse thing in the past. Oh. And it's it's kind of just a big dud, like, every single time. Like, it's not really that interesting. There's not that much creativity, and, like, it just doesn't happen. I think it was, like, Rondo and KD did it, like a, co- like, a couple years ago. Like, it just wasn't that entertaining. They have tried to do it. It's kind of it always just ends up being kind of meh. Yeah. Okay, so I have a couple ideas here. Let's look at what the NFL did. They did they brought back some of those like skills challenge things this year and those are fun 
could the NBA do like a passing challenge where they have to hit moving targets or that kind of thing? I don't know if that's possible, but that could be fun. Or we could go the NHL route. The NHL has like a hardest slap shot competition, fastest skater. It'd be cool to do something like that. Maybe like see who can throw the hardest pass or who like the fastest player while dribbling is, something like that. I don't know. Those little competitions are always fun. Or like who can put the most force on a rim from a hard dunk. Yeah, yeah, there's ways to measure that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, think about like LeBron and Embiid just thinking of guys from this dunk contest. Like just go throw one home as hard as you can and see how hard you rattle the rim. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I think that'd be fun. One thing I saw on Reddit today, we should maybe wrap this up after this. (laughs) Uh, I saw someone suggested a one-on-one tournament. Oh, that'd be fun. I like that. But in Royal Rumble format. Ooh. You take a guy out, the next one comes in, like, and then it builds up to the toughest competition at the end. That's fun. I think that'd be cool. cool. Yeah, I like that. Anything involving like WWF, WCW, WWE type stuff. I'm all about that. That'd Just be cool. kidding. That was me. I still stand I still stand by the pro the legends. I still stand by the legends like going out there and uh, incorporating them into some of these all-star things. That might make it more interesting. Like an alumni game. The NHL did an alumni game. Yeah, like for... an alumni game. I think like make maybe like asking like a reggie miller or something to get him out of the booth and have him go be in the three-point contest so he can get roasted that'd be great um or like that would be great not like the dunk contest or anything but maybe maybe do like a skills challenge where it's like the like vets or like alumni versus like current players like that'd be fun that guys be more we're pretty much describing the big three <laughs> yeah, let's okay. just you know what? Let's just take out the All Star Game, turn it into a Big Three contest. No, there we no. Go. Okay, one last quick idea: if we have to keep the skills contest, I think it would be cool if they let the fans audition for that, and then they pick like <laughs> five or so fans that would get to do it. That could be that could be a fun way to fix that the would skills be awful. contest. No, let's just end this. No, that would be great. Be I would so love bad. that. I would love that. Yeah, but the thing is, you can't always get a like a guy comparable to David doing the skee ball competition. <laughs> like, you can't always find a guy of that caliber. That's true. So that could be for he, some other. He set teams. a high standard. Yeah. I, right. I watched the um, the D backs player do this do the skee ball challenge, and uh, just yeah, to you point were out you were better than him. That uh, if the gorilla didn't cheat. He would not have gotten even nearly as good of a score as I did. Just pointing that out there. Yeah. Actually, David, I think me and Mitch watched uh, Young Lady one night just completely ruin your score. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's probably accurate. She was, like, really I, good. They asked if she was ready, and she was like, yeah, I do this all the time. And then she scored, like, a million <laughs> points. See, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> you, you also have to you have to put this into perspective, though. They made the, ch- the challenge way easier after I did it. Like, they, they made did. it so you could get the highest points, like, way easier. Mine were, like, super spread out. It was impossible to get them. Just pointing that out there. Also, uh, I haven't picked up a ski ball in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, the Suns do like a intermission type game where they do ski like ultra sized ski ball, and you can win uh, cash to the arena. 
for it. And David did it on the first game of the season, and it was magical. Brought to you by CenturyLink. Okay, right. let's. We got to move it on. We got to move it on. Uh, we'll do some quick game recaps here because these seem like they were a lifetime ago. But we'll start off with the Suns versus the Warriors. Uh, we got a spanking in this one. It was another forty-plus point loss. One good takeaway from this game, though, and this was obvi- This was without Devin Booker, but in that first quarter. We were only down one at the end of it, and things were looking really solid. And I think, like, Alfred Payton scored 29 in this game, and he was hot to start this one. So I don't think we can rely on Payton getting that hot every night, but he really did a good job to keep that game close in the first quarter at least. He was the only guy scoring. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. Sign Alfred Payton long-term right now. Just do it right now. He was playing solid D on Curry, and then he got checked out, and we put Joseph Gray or whatever his name is. I don't care. It's Jash with an A. Jash Gray. Um, They put him in, and then, like, all of a sudden, there was this ridiculous Warriors run, and Steph Curry started hitting shots. Um, I never knew there would be a guy that would make me kind of wish Tyler Useless was, like, playing right now. Oh. That's harsh. I mean, also, I think we have to touch on the controversy from this game of Steve Kerr letting his players coach in the middle of the game. Jared Dudley said it perfectly. Like, we have to stop losing by 40-plus points. (laughs) (laughs) Like, some Suns fans were mad at this. We can't be just getting destroyed. We have to actually play hard. I, I'm not mad at this one bit. I think it's genius by Steve Kerr. I'm surprised he hasn't done it before. I'd be doing it too. Like, I think that's great. I'm. I don't think it's disrespect or anything like that. I mean, we're terrible. We know it. Don't lose by forty plus, and it won't happen. It's pretty disrespectful. Fair, eh, if if they, if Steve Kerr and all of his assistants didn't show up to the game and there was literally no one on the bench but those Warriors players, and one of them didn't even take charge, I still think they'd beat us. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. That's why I'm not mad about it. Right. Like, I, it, it didn't make that big of a difference. Maybe it no. was just a crummy look, and it looks bad for us, obviously. But, I mean, if they would have done that against the Hawks, uh, probably the same outcome. Right. Okay, so, like... Here's my thing. Yes, we're going to lose no matter what. I'm not saying, like, this changes anything or that, like, whatever. But, like, yeah, you're doing, like, some team-building exercise or whatever. Why don't you go do that against the Rockets? Why don't you do that? Like, you're not going to. they're good. Yeah, the no, Rockets I, are good. You can't risk but, it against but the Rockets. Like, <laughs> I, I know that. But, like, they're trying to, like... The fact that they're trying to pull this off as this thing like, oh, no, we would have done this against anyone. It was just this idea to, like, keep players involved in the middle of the season and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, go go do it against, like, some other teams then that, like, are good teams. If you're trying to keep your team involved and you would have done it against anyone, like, put your money where your mouth is and, like, do that. That's more of where I think there's where I kind of am more annoyed by this. Like, yeah, we suck, whatever, like... Steve Kerr, why don't you show more, like, why everyone that is so much on you and says how great of a coach you are, how, like, these guys would – you they would be a 71 team without you there. 
Like, why don't we show this off a little bit more? Like, put your money where your mouth is if you're going to say that you would have done this against anyone and do it against someone someone where, like, it matters. Like, that that's more of where I come from with this. Not, like, not the, like, yeah, I know we suck, like, whatever. But, like, don't try and play it off as this, uh, oh, it's a, like, it's whatever, it's this different thing. We would have done this against anyone. We're doing it to whatever. Like, that's more of where I have an issue with it. I think you've been spending too much time on Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I really don't know how I feel about this, but I think that you can take one thing away from it. Robert Sarver knows that this just happened. Like, isn't this the ultimate slap in a face to an owner of a team? Like, yeah, we're not even going to run our coaches out there tonight, and we're going to beat you by 46. Like that happened. There had like someone's got to do something. That's embarrassing. Yes. And then on the other hand of this, like when the someone asked Ty Lu about this, and he said something along <laughs> yeah, the lines of good. like, like how LeBron pretty much coaches the team already. Like, that's not what he said. Hold on, like that's, that's not what he pretty said. basically. He, <laughs> he knows that people think that. So the difference between Ty Lu being able to do this and Steve Kerr, I think Kerr is in a position where his players, like he's not undermined by his players like Ty Lue is, and he can get away with doing something like this. So as much as I think it was a crummy move and it looks really bad for the Suns here, I, I'm not too, too bummed about it altogether. I, I, I have no retort because It's arrogant. It is arrogant. I think for the first time in the history of the podcast, we all have three different opinions. Because I love it. I think it's great. (laughs) You're a memer, Mitch. It doesn't count when you have an opinion about this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Get out of the salt mines, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, if we want to get out of the salt mines, we got to quit talking about this Warriors game. That is Move on to the Jazz one. And this one was a little more competitive. We ended up dropping this one 107 to 97. But Devin Booker was back in the lineup. This was his first game getting to share the court with Alfred Payton. And there were a few things that were just beautiful about this, including Payton's triple double. Just getting involved in, in every aspect of the game. And it looks like he's going to make things a lot easier for Devin Booker. Yeah, I mean, this game was exactly what we needed, and this is what I hope our games are like for the rest of the season. Keep it fairly close, competitive, do some cool stuff like see a triple-double, but still lose and keep us in that first spot to tank and get Aiton. So I'm happy with this one. Um, Got to enjoy that Devin Booker's back. Got to enjoy that uh, we'll get to see him and Peyton play alongside together. I don't think Devin really needed to play in this game. Uh but he did. I think that uh, probably should have sat one more, just because I don't think there was there was any necessity playing one game and going into the break. I don't think it changes anything. Um, I don't think it really gets him into a rhythm or gets the team into a rhythm. So there's that. Um, it, it, I got one thing. It, I think it might have been a bad look to not play a game before the All Star break and then go compete in the three point contest. That's I think fair that might have had a little something to do with it. That's fair and. I, I agree there, but 
you know, I, I if you're gonna say like this is a day to day thing, and then like you know he was he's good at like after the Jazz game, be like, oh, you know, if we had a game today, he could play, but like we don't, so there's that. I think that would have been fine. I don't, but like I get like from a look perspective that people can take things way out of proportion. Um, so like I, I get that, but he's also ultra competitive. I'm sure yes. it was killing him to not play. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he want. He wanted to keep sitting out. And let, that's fine. I, I'm always just a little nervous, and it did seem like a couple points where like that hit might have still been bothering him a little bit. But uh, I, I, I just am way more like super cautious about it. Like I, I want to see him play, but I, I want him to get as much rest as possible if it means that he will be okay and like that hip's fine and I don't want him to end up having to sit out more games down the line um but like it was good to see him and Peyton share the backcourt it was a lot of fun my big takeaway from this was I finally saw Brandon Knight behind our bench in a suit yeah and that was kind of nice to see I kind of dug it I don't know why I did but I did like I seeing him I was like oh hey that's Brandon Knight that's cool so I don't want to judge Brandon Knight, but you know Alan Williams is there every game, every day in the arena. I'm sure he's there every day, no matter what. But what's the difference? Why does Knight only seem to show up once in a while? And then why is Sauce there every night? I think that's a, a bad look on Knight. Like you're still part of this team. You're you're getting paid how many million dollars this year? Like at least be there and enjoy the game with your team. Or try to enjoy it. I mean, it's tough for us, but yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I mean, like, I still think him, however he's been the last, like, year or whatever, is still a better look than whatever Bledsoe did. So, like... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's like putting the bar on the floor, though. Exactly. <laughs> like, that that's where the bar is right now. Like... Yeah. You know, if Brandon Knight wanted to just be like, look, like this is like not mutually beneficial to either side blah 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 blah. like uh like and the front office is like if you don't want to show up then like you're basically just like sitting out your contract or whatever like fine whatever but like i i think giving both sides the kind of the opportunity to be like all right like we will gladly have you as a part of this team we will gladly like play you once you're healthy like all that kind of stuff if you want to be here like then that's good and like maybe that's like where it's at like i'm okay with it only because like it is brandon knight we're talking about we're not talking about like some huge impact player uh so like that that's kind of where i'm at right now with that like i'm fine with it Uh, it's nice to see him on the bench i hope that you know he comes and plays healthy for us next year and uh like is a contributor i really hope that i hope that he can back up alfred payton and we can get some other backcourt player to not have to see tyler ulis and brandon knight share the backcourt and that's where i'm at right now all i have to say is i'm excited for summer league (laughs) (laughs) what do we got four months it'll be here before you know it and the draft i'm excited for the draft also draft two i I do want to say this like Mitch you said how you kind of want like a somewhat competitive game and just to lose and try and get Aiton and all that kind of stuff yeah I'm I'm just I can't get into that camp I can't get into that like frame of mind 
at all. Like, I, I've been having, like, a really frustrated time with the Suns because, like, I get that we're bad. I get all this stuff. And I get that, like, and not Suns necessarily. I meant, like, Suns fans kind of. Like, I get that we want to have the best possibility to get, like, Aiden. And Aiden would be great on our team. But that doesn't stop me from, like, wanting to win. Like, as a team. Like, I don't want, like, all these games where it's like, oh, right, well, at least we're competitive. Like, nah, I don't want that. I want us to start putting shit together and, like, go out there and, like, win some games. Or, like, and, like, do another team, do another time where, like, we pull out a win, like, against, like, Denver where, like, we shouldn't win that game, but, or people didn't expect us to win that game, but we do it anyways. And we go out there and play. Like, I want to, I want to see these guys start putting things together. I want to see these guys do more than like be kind of competitive and then lose like we need to start putting things together if we're going to start trying to bring guys in to help us get to the next step during this offseason yeah i mean i want to win too but i just don't see that happening a whole lot especially because we have to play the Cavs twice still we have to play the warriors three more times i mean i know that's only four games of the 19 we are of, of the 25 we have left so that's going to be 21 uh other games but still i mean we we have a lot of tough games at the end here and we do i mean i want to win i i don't like losing anyone who knows me personally knows i don't like losing but we just i think it's just what's best and it's just what's going to happen i've accepted it this is the last hurrah for the tank i'd say the lottery changing next yes. year and how bad our record is now. Like I think at one point, I'm not sure if it is the same now, but we had the – if the draft were today, we would have had the best odds. I'm not sure if it's the same as we speak, but and yep. I mean, one, I last, just, one last go around and uh, maybe we'll drop a few picks to that number four just like usual and we'll keep on keeping on. I just get this feeling, though, that – after this season, things are going to change. Twenty, The 2018-19 season, I can totally see us being like the Jazz. Getting a guy like Aiton, or even if we get Bamba at this point. Both of those guys look very NBA-ready. If we get one of those guys, I could see them having a season similar to Donovan Mitchell. Like, just coming out, having a great season, um, being ready right away. And I think that's really what we need. And I could see us going on some of these like 10, 11 game winning streaks. I could see us like actually being competitive for a playoff spot. But until then, it's just going to be a little rough, which we're used to, unfortunately. I got to cut in here. I wanted to say this last week, but I'm not sure. So we need to figure it out. Is it Bamba or Bamba? Because it sounds like you guys are saying it like a Midwestern dairy farmer. <laughs> like like casket. Bamba. Casket, yeah. Is it Bamba or Bamba? I think it's Bamba. I thought it, it was Bamba. Bamba. I, I, I always third heard it as Mo Bamba, but it, it probably is Bamba and like okay. we're just white. Well, Bamba, Bamba, whichever one it is, if you're listening, please uh, tweet at us at Sunny and PHX Pod on Twitter uh, to let us know how to pronounce your name. The phonetical spelling. Uh, <laughs> please. Okay. That's all I got there. Yeah. I, we also need to remember that, like, any of the guys that we're probably going to draft aren't going to be 22 years old like Mitchell is. Mitchell is. Who is, like, 
been playing in college and is going to have a lot easier time coming out there because they've already developed quite a bit. Like, Oh, like Dave on Reed? <laughs> I was going to say like Kyle Kuzma. Um, I knew we were up to something when we snatched Dave on Reed number 32 and I didn't even <laughs> see him on the Draft Express top 60. I knew we were up to something there. I just can't wait to see how it pays off. <laughs> it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Let's let's just move this on. And now that we're coming back from the All-Star break, let's talk about some things we'd like to see changed up or experimented with for the rest of the season here. And I'll start off with the one that I think I'd really like to see, and that is I want to see Josh Jackson take TJ Warren's starting spot for a few games, see how TJ works with a couple of our guys off the bench, and just keep rocking Jackson. Jackson's been so hot lately, I think he deserves it. And TJ hasn't been too hot lately. So I think it'd be a good time to do it. Maybe fresh out of the break. Let's let's just change it up and mess it up. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, you uh, you took my idea exactly. Nice. I was going nice. to say the exact same thing. So yeah, do that right out of the break. Rest of the season, I'd be fine with that even. Yeah, I was going to say either put TJ on the bench, see how it works out, or just start both of them at the forward spots. That would I mean, work like, too. we can be competitive with both those guys playing at the same time. And, I mean, in all likelihood, the amount of guys like Blake Griffin that are, like, huge fours that'll give those guys problems, the amount of guys that we're going to go up against like that the rest of the season, not going to be there. Like, that's just not really going to happen. Even, like, playing the Pelicans, now you're going up against Miritich at the four instead of AD. Like, we can afford to put TJ at the four and have him guard guys that are closer to his size anyways. And just see how it works. See how having TJ Jackson, Booker, and Peyton, like, four of the starters, just see how those guys can gel and see how it'll work. Uh, the That's other thing, so much oh. speed and so oh, much yeah. good cutting, yep. like that. That has to be right. Throw Bender out there ability. too. That's that's a perfect transition to what I'm gonna say. I want to see Bender at center more. I want to see him play 25 minutes a night at center. I like that. Um, against Jokic the other last week against the Nuggets. Uh, he he had a good stat line, but there were some plays where Bender really wasn't getting bullied, which is, was really surprising to me. Like, he really stuck his nose down in the paint, and he held his own ground, and he grabbed some boards. I really liked what I saw, and that's just a matter of time before that. But I have another one that kind of goes into this as well. I want to just throw Marquise Chris out back to the Wolves and say, guess what, you're playing until you foul out. Let's see how long you can stay in the game. Like, what what's going to change this guy's attitude? Do we want him going into the offseason all all pissy like he is right now? Or do do we want to give him this shot that he – I mean, we he was a high draft pick. He deserves the shot. I feel like we're kind of punishing him for his attitude right now. And I don't know if he's the guy that's going to get better after a stern talking to, maybe like Josh Jackson, I think, is a guy that – uh takes that a little better than Chris so I just I just say Chris needs to show it give him the minutes to prove it I he hasn't been getting big minutes yes foul trouble but 
I think it's attitude too. I'd rather just see him play. Watch him Might foul well, out in thirteen works. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I was I was gonna say six minutes. Oh. Like, yo, <laughs> we found out if the Suns, if you don't play twenty minutes in the game, you have to do conditioning after the game. Like that would be a legit challenge for him. Yes, don't foul will. out in twenty minutes of basketball, and you don't have to do conditioning after the game. Oh, I have one more thing that I'd really like to see. And give Alex Len a chance to prove himself for the rest of the season, whether we're bringing him back or not. Let him audition for the other 29 teams in, in the league. Like, what did he ever do to us? Seems like Len's a pretty good teammate, pretty good dude. Give him his 20-plus minutes per game for the rest of the way out. That, that's all I got. I agree 100%. He should be our starting center for the rest of the season, and when he's not in, it should be Bender or Chris at center. Yep. Yep. Moving on. Non-sports plugs. It is time for David's Comic Book Corner, Mitch's Face Melting Minute, and then I'm going to come with, at you with some pretty nerdy stuff today. So, Ooh, boy. David, start it. Black Panther came out this weekend, and I saw it. I went to a theater with assigned seating, which is always a nice change i guess that's not really much of a change that's almost becoming the norm now but it's pretty solid and that's always just bumps up the experience compared to my tiny theater where i live um black panther was really good had a really good soundtrack had some just really good acting in it uh michael b jordan is awesome andy circus awesome chadwick boseman awesome everyone else like just all of the acting was like really good some spotty cgi at points and like everything but like all in all just a really good movie a lot of fun and it's it's definitely worth it and it's definitely worth it to even check out the soundtrack you can look up black panther on like spotify and kendrick lamar did like the soundtrack for it and it's a really good soundtrack so how many davids out of david do you give this one uh i give it four and a half david's out of david nice cool i have a question though did you get a snack at the theater yes i did what did you get i, I got churros oh churros okay. at the theater that's i did that's i haven't legit. that's a new one for me there are many churros i got that a, and a big drink and it was nice i am a cookie dough bites man myself cookie dough bites yeah, are solid are. but i like those <laughs> I, I like those cookie dough bites frozen Ooh, yes those are good I like your style, David. Okay. So for mine, I'm glad I'm doing this in front of Mitch because I don't think Mitch wanted me to talk about this. Oh, but yeah, I know what you're going to do. <laughs> your boys your boys at the Sunny and PHX podcast are entering the world of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who know me personally and have known me for a long time, you probably think that's pretty comical. But we're going hard on this. <laughs> Me and Mitch made some characters. We got yeah. Dungeon Master David over here, DMD. We're DMD. pretty excited about this. <laughs> yes, we are excited. I'm not so, going to lie. Oh, I thought, like, would you like to elaborate on your character? Should we save that for a different episode? I think we should maybe save that. We're keep saving them, that for the, the Dungeons and Phoenix podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can save that for yeah. Patreon. <laughs> so, by the way, if you're subscribed to our YouTube channel that we don't post on anymore, and if you start seeing some weird D&D campaigns on there with me, David, and Mitch dressed up. Uh, 
We're dressed, just using what we got. Don't say dressed up. Definitely dressed up. Dressed up. Dressed up. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, Mitch, take her away, boy. All right. So this is an album that I've been listening to for quite a while, actually. I got really into it back in the summer, uh, but found it again recently. So everyone should check out Psalms by Lorna Shore. This came out in 2015. Uh, it's like... How would I describe this? Definitely deathcore. If you like anything I've plugged by Thy Art is Murder, you'll like this. Um, heavier, darker, um, very technical. Um, I'm a big fan of the guitar work and the drums. Um, their screamer's really good. My favorite tracks are Grimoire, Harvest Realms, From the Pale Mist, and Infernal Haunting. So check out Psalms by Lorna Shore. Have you ever listened to an album with a bad screamer? Yeah, I have. Oh. It's called Asking Alexandria. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they're old stuff. I thought that might offend you or something. I no, was yeah, expecting there's, there's, a different answer. No, okay. there's, there's bad ones for sure. All right. Good to know. I'll try to emulate them. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for listening to the Sunny and Phoenix podcast. Check us out on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod and tune in next week for another one. Go Suns.